Hello everyone and welcome to Inside the Newsroom. My name is Reynaldo Leonis Jr. and I'm the news director at KTSW 89.9 and today I'm here with Sarah Duran, news reporter for KTSW FM 89.9. Kelsey Bradshaw, news editor at the University Star. Carly Porterfield, assistant news editor at the University Star. And in today's episode, we're actually going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to begin with our quotes of the week. Ooh, kind right. of crazy. Yeah. Ooh, wow, watch out. <laughs> and we're going to begin with um, one of our stories. Yeah, so we have this really great story going on this week at KTSW, which happens to be close to Campus Cary. I know that's coming up here in Texas. So um, joining us in studio today, we have one of our news reporters, Trevor. And so what up, Trevor? Trevor. Hi, I'm Trevor. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> no problem. So today's quote comes from Trevor. So what is the quote about? So um, I did my story this week on Campus Cary, and I interviewed um, Daniel Benitez. He's a police officer here at school. Okay. Um, so his quote goes as follows. Um, we're taking precautions now as to what we need to do as a police department to educate our students that are going to be, number one, qualified to carry a concealed weapon and offer some type of uh, training at that time for students who would want to seek that. All right. Wow, that's a really great quote to start off the show with. Yeah, and then the University Stars quote before we get back to Campus Carry, because I know that's one of our headlines this week. It's actually kind of, it's a little fun quote that we have from a story that our reporter John Wilcox did. He did a little feature on the Redwood Community Center, and the third Friday of every month at the Community Center, the San Antonio Food Bank comes down, and they give food out to the you know the citizens where Redwood is yeah. and this volunteer was there this past weekend and she said I am the queen of bananas and her name is Vicky, <laughs> Vicky Janek and she was a volunteer from San Marcos's first United Methodist Church and she was just kind of joking around and was just kind of having some light-hearted fun mm-hmm. at the day of volunteering and stuff and so we just thought that was fun she mm-hmm. said she's queen of bananas it was a fun little quote this week <laughs> it was cool that our reporter got to interview royalty it's never yeah, happened yeah, at the right? star before queen of bananas yeah mm-hmm. i've never interviewed a queen before no. it's really something you should put on your resume <laughs> it is. we sound like we're making fun of her but it really is such a fun quote and she was volunteering so it was awesome but yeah mm-hmm. back to you trevor about that campus carry for one of our headlines this week Cool. Okay, so like I said, I did my story this week on campus carry. Um, it's actually a bill that the, the Texas Senate is going to vote on pretty soon. Um, it basically says that anyone who has a concealed handgun license would be able to carry a concealed handgun on any Texas public college campus. Wow. Um, so obviously that brings up a lot of questions, it brings up a lot of concerns, um, especially with the police department here at school. And so, like I said, I interviewed Officer Daniel Benitez. Um, some of his main concerns were just making sure that students are properly educated about uh, gun safety and trained properly. Um, also, I brought up some questions um, as to whether or not the police officers are going to need to undergo any additional training. Um, you know, are uh, people going to have to register their weapons with the university? It brings up a lot of that, concerns. That's the question I have is like, if so, if this bill goes through, and we're allowed to bring guns on campus, and I have my concealed handgun license, um, which my prob- my father probably wants me to have to keep me safe or whatever. <laughs> but if I have one, would I have to be like, all right, I have a gun, and like make yeah. sure UPD knows and just kind of become a part of some master list right. or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll yeah, be see, that's, that's see. a big question. Yeah. Is I mean, how are we gonna are we gonna need to monitor who has guns? Yeah. I mean, and like, how will we monitor that? And how? Because yeah. I mean, being concealed, they're hidden, so yeah. it's not like we. And no one's obvious. wearing like a badge that's like I am carrying a gun. Right. Like, that's <laughs> the whole point of having it concealed. Yeah. Yeah. So it brings up. I mean, it's a, brings up a, a lot of controversy. Um, obviously, there's supporters and opponents of this bill. Um, one of the main arguments of the supporters was that it could potentially stop an active shooter on campus if that ever were to happen. Um, 
you know, then there are the opponents who just don't want to see any guns on campus at all, which is understandable. Um, yeah. Trevor, sides. you said that you talked to the College Democrats, correct, for Texas State? Yeah, so I actually spoke to um, one of the members from the College Democrats here at Texas State. Um, they're 100% against this bill, and they're actually starting a petition um, for Texas State to keep guns off campus if this bill were to pass. Yeah. Um, so the, the petition's going around right now, but they've, they've definitely taken action for this bill. They don't want to see any guns on campus. Because I know there's a lot of feelings going on right now. I know at the University Star for our editorial main point on Thursday's issue, we made like a declaration that mm -hmm. we were against campus carry. Right. Um, although the our main point editorials are not necessarily a reflection of everyone on Edboard and everyone at the Star, but we did make a collective agreement to um, kind of go on the record, so to speak, and say that we are not endorsing the campus carry bill. Um, I think some of the main points we were concerned about is um, just safety. Like, I, I know personally, like, I like coming to school and knowing that I probably am not going to get shot. It's yeah. probably one of the safer areas to be on, at for right. me. And something, too, that because I grew up with guns in the house. My dad hunts. We have mm -hmm. a safe where the guns are at. I never knew where the key was, but I've always just... It sounds weird to be like, I've been comfortable around guns my whole life, but I, they don't necessarily freak me out, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I'm yeah. trying to say. I've, just, they've, I've been around them my whole life, but I know that if you see someone on campus and you see that they have a gun, right. your first thought is like, okay, what are we doing yeah. here? Hold yeah, on, yeah. hold up a second. What's yeah. going on? And I definitely agree. I think it's kind of goes both ways because I'm, for me as well, like I'm not either for it or against yeah, it, I'm but at the really same sure. time, I guess knowing that mm -hmm. it could potentially be there when you know, this, if this were to pass, knowing that it right. could be there just kind of is like, well, you know, I it's see it. It's a little it unsettling. Now. Yeah, yeah now that you see it more in mm -hmm. person, it kind of makes it more real. Right. Well, Officer Benitez made a good point, and he said um, he's one of his concerns was he doesn't want students to see this as an opportunity <laughs> to be a hero if, right. if there was ever some type of shooting on campus. You know, um, he definitely wants the, the police to do their job and what they're there for because um. that's another thing too is i've always felt safe on campus i lived freshman year at um blanco hall which is like very far away from campus it's all the way by that water tower out there and i'd always be like walking home late at night even just like at nine o'clock when it's dark outside and i still never i never felt unsafe and like i don't know that's yeah, a good thing right. that this campus has and speaking of dorms i mean i think having a bill like that passed would just change day-to-day -day operations at the school because Especially what about dorms. what about yeah. campus yeah. freshmen who are required to live on campus like and they want to bring their guns with them like are we going to have a safe in the yeah, dorm like yeah. I just can't imagine having guns yeah. accessible or what about students that yeah. too like students right. who that take evening classes mm -hmm. most of my classes are in the evening a lot of the time yeah. so and, and it's dark I'm not I mean I'm five foot defenseless <laughs> <laughs> I mean is this my opportunity to kind of hold yeah. something else besides a taser or my mm -hmm. keys that's something else is I've never I mean, my dad has always been like, come hunting with me. And I'm always like, eh, not for me. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to talk the whole time. But I just feel like I would be very uncomfortable carrying a gun just personally myself, obviously, to each their own. But I don't know. I just don't. A lot of things would have to change if the yeah, bill goes through. A lot of questions. And like I um, was saying earlier, um, we've always been kind of trained growing up in schools not to have guns. Yeah. Anytime we see a gun, it's just a big no-no. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's just kind of a... a weird it's a weird change to think about that guns could potentially be normal on campus that's, that's the other there's another you know side to the argument is like guns don't kill people people, people kill, kill people, people. Yeah. so like there's that too and like you know everyone has that right but i just don't know how i feel about mm -hmm. it on campuses i think it's different because obviously the second amendment we're allowed to have guns mm -hmm. but i think there's something different between keeping a gun in your home for if someone Defense, crazy were to break yeah. in but i 
I don't know. Especially because I don't feel like you have to defend yourself constantly on your way to class. Yeah, right. You know, there's yeah. no mm-hmm. like yeah. immediate threats always happening on. Ca- I mean, the other day I think we had some like technical like IT problems, right. but other than that, you know, there's really not <laughs> mm-hmm. a reason, I guess. And yeah. last semester we had that issue with someone thought, and the oh, UAC yes, the gun threat mm-hmm. at UAC, uh-huh. yeah. And I think UPD really responded to it well and kind of took that guy down as they because did. apparently that's showed. like what happens if they think you have a gun, right? So I mean, they don't mess around. So yeah, personally, I feel very safe on campus. I don't feel like I need hey, a gun. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, feel yeah. good about I being on campus. I guess time will tell. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. And speaking of dangerous things and UPD, um, this week we ran a story about a UPD officer who is kind of trying to show the effects of drinking by building a drunken driving simulator for the university. Otto Glennewinkel is a UPD crime prevention specialist, and when he was in high school, he kind of went through this, you know, like terrible thing. Um, some of his friends were going to drive from Green to San Antonio, and he was supposed to Go meet up them. with some people, right? But um, they ended up leaving without him because he was late, and that other car got hit by a drunk driver, and two of his friends died, two are paralyzed, and one is left like brain dead. And so he, ever since then, he really wanted to try to find a different way to try to like educate people about drinking and driving because I mean I know that I'm sure y'all have had this experience in my high school and junior high people just always talk to us about this Mm -hmm. that never drink and drive but yet it still happens pretty frequently like that's something especially like on a college campus like I remember my dad whenever I first got to I've been talking about my dad today but whenever (laughs) I first shout out dad um whenever I first got to college my dad was like make sure you're not drinking and driving anywhere and I was like dad come on first of all I'm not going to drink because I'm not 21. Come on, Dad. But also, you know, I'm, like, walking on campus and, like, any mm-hmm. parties that I would go to were nearby. And it right. just kind of – because you know about it. You've been yeah. talking about it since you are in it's second so grade. It's so relevant you know? to college, too. My yeah. dad tells me the same thing yeah. now, and I am 21. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, you know, something to be aware of. And though I think even though, like, I feel like most people have that common sense, I'll still hear people make comments like, yeah, I was – driving home tipsy last night or people will say things like i'm a better driver when i'm drunk Mm. because i make sure Mm. to stay more aware and you're like no you're not right and so So he's yeah that's why it's so necessary so he is working on a simulator for the university which should be finished about march so pretty soon and so they're going to show this at the university events because um he kind of talked about how it started kind of as like a DIY thing, and now there's 11 different simulators around the state being used, mostly for young people, because I think that this is, like like y'all said, a really relevant age group for us to learn about drinking and driving. And so, like, what the DWI pod is kind of what people are calling it is what we've gathered. He used the Need for Speed racing game as his foundation for the simulator and just kind of altered the controls to create like the sensation of driving inebriated Mm -hmm. so i would be interested to try that out just because i've obviously never driven drunk but like (laughs) i don't know that would be interesting to see and he was just saying how lecturing us like lecturing kids on not drinking and driving isn't as effective as like hey this is what it's like this is what it's like Mm -hmm. when you're you know impaired and so i think it would help certain kinds kinds of people too because i'm a visual learner so when i can see it and when i can feel it um i have different kind of senses and so when i see it like i definitely think it would be more effective for me in a way even though i already i mean i would listen to it now but Mm -hmm. just being more able to see it would be different yeah it'll be just a different way to like you say like showcase that because i mean like you said we've always just heard and just we keep just hearing about it here about it hearing about it red ribbon week in elementary school and you're like yeah whatever like okay Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean the similar will be definitely something a different way of teaching that or hopefully and Mm -hmm. that would kind of be i would that would be way more fun 
then, you know, when you first get to school right. and you have to do, like, pause preview and stuff, there's that one part of, I mean, pause preview is pretty fun for me, but that one <laughs> part where it was, like, learning about alcohol, and it's, like, you have to do that thing online, and it's just mm-hmm. very long, and you're, like, come on, like, because, yeah. you know, you get to college, and you're, like, I'm mature, I know everything now, like, they're treating me like a child, this would be kind of, like, a fun, well, let me try, you know, kind of a fun mm-hmm. way yeah, and <laughs> to I do that. I think it's cool because, um, Otto Glenowinkel really did like target our age group by not only doing something about drunk driving, but he like based it on a video game that like people like need for speed. Like that's something that like I think all of us yeah, have probably played yeah. before. And that's a cool thing to do for, you know, to use like a bad experience in your life and kind of turn it into something good and mm-hmm, turn it right. into a teachable moment. And so that was just a fun story that our reporter Alexa did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we're University Star and KTSW will continue providing um, more fun stories and interesting <laughs> topics that, that we'll be covering. Nice segue, Ray. That was great. <laughs> and going off a little bit about the, the alcohol a little bit, you know, um, one of the stories that KTSW will be working on is kind of a spring break um, themed story. And basically what it what we hope to do, I mean, we've reached out to like San Marcos Police Department for like, I guess, like numbers, maybe DWIs and like public intoxication like stats, I guess, from like the last five years to see you see to kind of get an idea of like what spring break and is like here in San Marcos and if there's like any correlation to like drunk driving or anything like that like try to get that scene here Mm -hmm. so that's one of the stories and a second story is going to be about the polar bear plunge so Mm -hmm. have y'all heard about this (laughs) I have yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. we are sending one of our reporters as well yeah I've done it before growing up here (laughs) (laughs) I've never done it before I've heard I a side side story. I took a trip to Ohio <laughs> recently, and the temperature got down to like negative like two yeah. degrees, oh, and they were about you. to have theirs yeah. like oh, that gosh. weekend. And oh goodness! Well, well luckily we don't get that low temperatures mm-hmm. here in San Marcos, but it is an opportunity for students to go out, or just people in San Marcos in general to go out and jump in our river in the middle of February. In the middle of February, <laughs> yes. And all the proceeds go to um, the DAV, so that's it's for a cause. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a really great story coming up. Awesome. And then we're doing a really fun feature that I'm excited about. Um, the Hayes County Food Bank is participating in an Adopt-A-Farm program where they like help plant and maintain crops and then they take a percentage for the food bank. And I'm just, I don't know. You I'm really so excited. About that. I just got so excited. We love farms. We love goats like here We at the love star. farm stories, goat stories, <laughs> trash. Tra- we, we love trash. a lot of trash stories. So we're just excited about the farm mm-hmm. story. Also coming up next week is... Um, Bill Nance said the university was converting fleet vehicles to liquefied natural gas by April. April. So we're kind of looking forward to seeing what kind of progress has been made in that. And like what that means. Because yeah. I know, you know, that's not just right. general terms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll be interesting too. And that pretty much wraps up our show. So thanks for listening to us this week on Inside the Newsroom. And be sure to look for us every Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, the University Star's website, and KTSW. Leave any questions or comments on the Star's website or tweet at us using the hashtag, hashtag NewsroomTXST. And don't forget to pick up the University Star and listen to KTSW 899 every week.